Yo, what up? Top of the top, episode 60 Stash House Podcast. This week, fallout for the national championship game between LSU and Clemson. The question that's been going around, Joe Burrow, man, he's in the conversation now. Greatest quarterback of all time, greatest season of all time. Gonna talk about that. Also, man, new music and, man, rap groups. A couple weeks ago, the conversation came about TDE, Dreamville, and Griselda, man. What's the state of hip-hop rap groups now, man? So sit back, relax, enjoy, man. Episode 60, Stash House Podcast. Let's get it. Hey, what it do, man? Your boy Tyler checking in. Episode 60, Stash House Podcast, man. Want to appreciate y'all for tuning in. It's your first time listening, man. Appreciate you. If you tune in weekly, man, shout to you also. And just an episode you decided to click on. You saw some topics you may want to hear about. Greatly, greatly appreciate it also, man. Like, share, subscribe, retweet, whatever you do to help support the podcast. Help get the podcast name out there, man. All the feedback. Greatly, greatly appreciate it, man. Um, don't forget the podcast available on multiple platforms. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor App, <clears throat> Anchor app and many other, man. So it's just not on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, it's on multiple platforms. So whatever platform you check it out on, man, if you go one week from Apple Apple Podcasts, the next week to Spotify, or you just want to click on the Anchor app real quick, man, whatever, whichever way you decide to listen to the podcast, man, greatly, greatly appreciate it. Hope everybody going out have a great work week, man, great school week, just a great week in general, man. Just hold your head. Uh, we almost a month into the new year, almost a month into 2020, man. I know, you know, some people want to just hit the ground running and start the new year, and some other people, man, take some time. Uh, I won't, I won't, I'm not mad at people, you know what I'm saying, a month trial, you know, get through January, man, you know, for some reason, right when the new year come, rent doing everything, so everything going to start getting in motion, man, real soon, so just keep holding your head, man, and keep pushing, man, y'all going to get through it. Um, just coming in, man, I want to start this week, man, I don't know what y'all thought, <laughs> I don't know what y'all thought about me before last week podcast episode, not even the episode, man, the playlist I put out, so I put out a playlist, man, some classic, uh, 10 of my favorite classic throwback records from the South, man, from Atlanta to Tennessee to Texas, um, and all in between, man, New Orleans, of course, and people hit me up like, yo, I didn't know you knew about this, and I'm like, what you mean you didn't know, <laughs> like, what you mean you didn't know I, I knew about this, and they were like, well, we see on your podcast, y'all talk about, you know what I'm saying, new music from different type of artists we didn't think you was that in touch with. You know what I'm saying? The throwbacks. And if y'all would have seen my look on my face on my phone when I was reading that shit, I was like, what you mean you didn't know? I only grew up in Alabama and Georgia for 26 years of my life. <laughs> like, what What did you thought I grew up on? Of course, Wayne and Gucci. I grew up on Wayne and Gucci. I'm in tech with the old Jeezy. I don't know how many times I came on here to talk about, like, the old shit. Like, Project Pat, 3-6. Fucking the one culture I I want to visit, well, the one place I want to visit, I am probably going to visit for my birthday this year, Houston, Texas, with Screw and all that, man. It's just growing up in the South, you absorb all that shit, UGK. You absorb all of it, man, because Alabama, I mean, for the most part, Alabama had Dirty Boys, Doe B, of course, uh, Rich Boy. 
I throw Yellow Wolf in there, even though, you know what I'm saying, he white and shit. I listen to that Trump music. That Yellow Wolf Trump music is highly, highly looked over, man, in my opinion, when it comes to just Alabama shit in general. That Trump music album, that shit was pretty all right. So Alabama, you know what I'm saying, we right here, especially to me, man, I'm right here by the A, so of course we're going to hear that. Um, and you know what I'm saying, just growing up, man, Rap City and all that, you can't help but to notice it, man, so... Um, yeah, man, that was funny, man. Some of the messages I got saying, like, yo, like, this is a straight little playlist. I'm like, man, yeah, all my playlists be straight, man. You just got to click on it. <laughs> like, that's all it is. But I found that funny, man. But, yeah, man, I'm definitely in tune with the old, not even just old Southern music, just old music in general. Like, this playlist this week, I'm going to drop. Um, shout out to my women. I'm going to give you some good, uh, some good, throwback R&B records just to wake up to because you know sometimes like on Saturday especially Saturday morning or whenever you like off work on the weekday you just want to wake up in a good mood so I'm gonna give y'all 10 throwbacks for just like women artists at that not men like straight women artists so you go hear some SWV you go hear some Janet Jackson uh Groove Theory uh I might throw Anita Baker in the so, yeah, man, just keep in touch, man, with the podcast episodes and the playlist, man. I got some heat on there, so I might give you some underground one week, some mainstream one week, but definitely, man, keep in tune, man. And shout out to everybody with the feedback. Like, I, I accept all feedback, the positive, the, hey, you should work on this, work on that, and just the, yo, I didn't know you was that in touch with this type of thing. Like, yeah, man, like, this is what the podcast is for, for different reasons, like, Next week, I'm going to just cross my fingers. Next week, y'all already know what time it is. I ain't going to speak on it yet, but next week, just stay stay in tune, man. Stay in tune with the podcast, man. Got some good shit coming up. But, man, I'm going to start this week off, man. Of course, last week, uh, I recorded before the national championship game, man. Clemson versus LSU, man. Uh, I had my prediction. My prediction was Clemson. Over LSU, 31-21. That was my prediction. Like I said, it could go three ways. One, Clemson beat LSU, and my prediction be wrong. Two, Clemson beat LSU, my prediction be right. Or three, my prediction is wrong, LSU wins, and that's that. Turns out it was number three, man. LSU won, and uh, it wasn't nowhere near my prediction, man. I had... uh, Clemson winning by 10, man. LSU came out. And the craziest thing about that game, man, I know I do a podcast and everything. I had to work still, man. Like, don't forget that. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I do the podcast, but, man, I still got to go to work, man. But uh, let me find this score real quick, man. Uh, LSU came out on top 42-25 to over Clemson, man. 42-25. Like I said, I fell asleep right at halftime. So right when halftime came, I turned the TV off, man. Had to go to bed to wake up. And uh, when I woke up, I saw the not- notification, man. And that was my instant thought. I was like, whoa, what happened? Because going to halftime, it was still a game. And, you know, like I said, Clemson, you got to show Clemson respect, man. They the, they were the reigning champions and everything. So I'm like, okay. And, of course, they came back on my Ohio State Buckeyes down 16. So, you know what I'm saying? But for me waking up, seeing that, and then going on social media, hearing all this talk about Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, I was like, okay, LSU probably just, you know what I'm saying, showed out that second half, and that was that. So uh, LSU, the champions, man, the college football season this year, 
uh, greatly deserving, man. They had a tremendous year. Um, plus, they had the home field, the home field advantage in New Orleans, the uh, national championship game. Shout out to LSU. Uh, before I get on the next topic about this game, I just want to say Odell Beckham Jr., man. I tell people time and time again, Odell, we respect his game and everything. Very athletic, very talented. You just got to know, man, when you know when you know you're being picked on, man, you just got to know how to behave. And if you don't know, um, of course, he went to LSU. He was there at the game when they won. He was It was video of him on the field passing out money to the players. Now, I didn't look too much into it. Like, I got caught up in the media eye. And y'all know I don't go by all what the media says or what the media is showing. But then again, it's just some stories I see and I don't pay attention to, but it just looks bad. You know what I'm saying? For me to see it, I don't even want to look into it. But basically, he was passing out money to LSU players. And the report saying, you know, some people saying, well, they're about to graduate, so it really doesn't matter if it's real money or not. Um, I think it was a report out saying Joe Burrow said it was real money. <laughs> Excuse me. Joe Burrow saying it was real money. So that's what he's saying. So I don't know, man. Is it fake money, real money? What are the players, seniors getting ready to graduate? What they got to do with the NCAA, the rules, and everything else? So I don't know what's going to happen with that. And the other video was he was in the locker room. They were just celebrating. And he basically just patted one, uh, patted a soldier on the butt. You know, like how uh, athletes do for sportsmanship. He just did one of those. Come to find out it was a warrant out. I think now they done took the warrant out. They done, you know what I'm saying, they done deleted the warrant, I guess, now. But, um... Yeah, man, like, I be telling people they pick on they pick on Odell. And for some reason, I guess he just don't want to believe it, but I guess now he should believe it. I know he was probably lit at the game, you know what I'm saying? That's the championship, your alma mater there and everything. But at the same time, man, there's cameras everywhere now with these cell phones and with the instant uploading of Instagram and Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook. Just got to be careful, man. Just got to be careful. Um... But, yeah, man, that was just that on that part. But, man, coming off of that game, a lot of talk about Joe Burrow, a lot of talk about Joe Burrow, man. Uh, some people were kind of sad because <laughs> uh, basically he probably a uh, 90 95% chance the Bengals are going to select him first in the draft. Uh, as you guys know or may not know, before the NFL season start, I officially jumped off the Falcons bandwagon and the Bengals bandwagon. I'm trying to see what Washington is going to do with Dwayne Haskins, and I think Washington is eyeing Chase Young also. So I feel like why not start with those guys because, you know, Ohio State, whatever. But I do feel where people come from, they're saying, dang, Joe Burrow going to get drafted to the Bengals, what the Bengals going to do because A.J. Green stays hurt. So, you know, that's the bad thing about, like, uh, certain players. I ain't going to say every first round first uh pick in the draft especially at quarterback position that you you're a great college player but you're going to get drafted to it like a lousy nfl team and sometimes it works out man i mean you got like cam newton um i think peyton manning went first i mean it takes time because these kids still young even though burrow's kind of older but like kyle murray kyle Kyler murray last year like he's still young and everything so you gotta have time to develop but I do was I do see what people say. Like I mean, it is the draft though. At the same time, we see it in the NBA. It's the draft, so I mean, 
That's how the ball or the worst team gets the first pick. So that's just like a pickup game type of situation. Like, I mean, you can't hate on that. But we got to talk about Joe, uh, Joe Burrow with the draft and talks of the greatest season and uh, greatest quarterback season of college football, basically. And the reason I'm saying season-wise because you can just look at different players throughout their career in college and – I can't put Burrow over Tim Tebow. Even though Burrow had a great year, man, it just – I remember what that Tebow phenomenon was like when he was at Florida, man. Like, he beat Ohio State. Like, <laughs> like they beat Ohio State. So, I remember that, man. So, I don't think he was a uh, – he wasn't even starting. That was Chris Leak that was starting that year, that year. But that was the start, really, of the Tebow sensation when they beat Ohio State in the National Championship game. So, uh, Tebow is like a, he's like at the top, if you want to say for me, man. Uh, I mean, I put Joe Burrow in that area, but then again, I got Tebow at the top. And when you want to go by just straight seasons, man, I can't put Burrow season over Cam season. That Cam Newton season at Auburn, I can't put Burrow above Cam, man. Um, I did a little stat checking. I know that's very rare for me to come on the podcast. No, I'm not coming on the podcast. I just give y'all my straight opinion. But I had to do some stats, man, because, I mean, you just got to show respect where respect is due, man, when it comes to this. Uh, so Joe Burrow, man, uh, 6'4", 216, Athens, Ohio. As you know, he went to uh, – he was, he wanted to go to Nebraska. They said that was his dream school in Nebraska. He went to Ohio State. We didn't use him, really, which – like I said, man, people were coming at me saying, yo – I bet you wish y'all would have kept Burrow now. And I really can't say because when Burrow was there, it's like we still had a decent quarterback, and we only brought Burrow in for, like, running red zone touchdown situations. And even now, LSU offense, it kind of sort of what the same as Ohio State, kind of sort of. So, you know, they're doing more deep passes and everything. But, I mean, the system works for him. You know what I'm saying? So I can't say, yeah, I wish we had Burrow because – who knows what would happen? You know what I'm saying? That's a what-if situation. A lot of what-ifs. You know what I'm saying? I could say, what if I would have started trying to rap in sixth grade where I'd be at <laughs> where I'd be at now? Like, I can't say that. It's a what-if situation. But Burrow, 2019 stats, man, 5,671 yards, uh, 60 total touchdowns with six interceptions, man, uh, 76, uh, 76% uh, completion, uh, just an incredible season, man. Incredible, incredible season. Cam Newton, um, 66 complete percentage, uh, 2,854 yards, 30 touchdowns, seven interceptions. And uh, I didn't even get Cam's rushing number. Damn. I forgot to get Cam Newton's rushing number. But you know Cam was a running quarterback also. Um, but – not even just going off just stats, man. Just of course Burrow has the stats, but man, y'all remember that uh electric vibe that Cam had that year, man. Come on now. Come on. Y'all remember that year Cam had, man. Just the running, just out of nowhere. Like I remember I was watching the uh 30 for 30 of the Iron Bowl. And there was like Cam like one of those people that just came out of space. Like, he just landed in Auburn of all places. You know what I'm saying? Like, Auburn of all places. He just landed. Tall guy, number two, Cam Newton, black guy at that. 
and he just that one year was like a, a blur. It's like, damn. So me personally, man, I give Burrow credit what credit do, man. He had an incredible year. Um of course, uh, like I said, Tebow had multiple years in college, so I give Tebow kind of the edge. Of course, all three Heisman winners, all three national championship winners, of course. Uh, so they got the accolades. Um, I guess with Cam, it comes down. Well, you really can't count NFL when you're talking about just college play, but at the same time, I feel like Tebow didn't get a fair shot. I feel like the media real deal just messed Tebow shot up in the NFL. I didn't know Tebow only lasted three years in the league for real. I think they said three, four years in the league. I didn't even know it was like that short. So you got that. Of course, Cam, MVP, he went to the Super Bowl and all that. And, of course, we got to see what uh, Joe Burrow is going to do. But Joe Burrow had an incredible year, man, one of the best years of a college quarterback ever. I will say that. But, man, I just remember how electric. I guess because I look for – that wild factor, like of course Burrow, he's gonna he's gonna drop back and he's gonna spend about ten seconds just running in the back and just throw a deep bomb downfield. But I remember how electric Cam was. Feel like right when that momentum hit, like it hit, like it wasn't knowing. Of course that comeback win in Tuscaloosa, you know what I'm saying? Uh, in Tuscaloosa that year in the Iron Bowl. And, of course, man, people want to say, you know, Burrow had an all-around better team, but I'm just talking about just straight quarterback play. But I think Burrow definitely solidified his name in the in the books. I mean, of course, he won the Heisman, and he won the uh, national championship and everything, so, of course, he's in the books. But take a closer look, man. I'm trying to think. I remember back in the day before uh, before all this, man, I was a real big Matt Leiner guy from USC. I like the Matt Leiner from USC, but – I think he falls underneath Burrow. Vince Young still can be in the conversation, top five at least for my generation. I ain't talking about when, you know what I'm saying, Nebraska was doing their thing back in the day or nothing like that. Even Ohio State, man, we had some great quarterbacks. We had a lot of great black quarterbacks. Uh, Terrell Pryor, Braxton Miller, JT, but they never could get over the hump for real, man, like. We had to get Cardell Jones come in at third string to get us to the national championship and win it. So, of course, you know, I can't put none of my boys in there for real, man. But Tebow, they had a list come out, too, of the top quarterbacks of the decade in college football. Uh, of course, Tebow wasn't in it because Tebow was before 2010. But I'll put Burrow. Burrow's right there with Cam, man. Everybody else behind Burrow, in my opinion. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, we still we still got to see what he does because he's in the same situation now that Tebow is in where he can be multiple years. Like, he already got one national championship. He's been to two straight national championship games in a row now, so we can see what Trevor Lawrence does in his, the rest of his time at Clemson. But for now, I got Cam. I mean, Tebow, Cam. I really can't count. Man, Tebow is hard because Tebow has been multiple years, but, of course, basically the the group. Tebow Cam, Joe Burrow, and everybody else. I ain't counting Baker Mayfield in that. I can't count Kyler Murray in that yet. Because, I mean, I mean Burrow had it Burrow got it all, man. He got the championship, the Heisman, the numbers and everything. So I gotta put Burrow. He's in the conversation, but for me personally, I still got Tebow all those years he spent at Florida. Cam, when you talk about just single season, I got Cam. 
Then I put Burrow there, man. I just remember that Cam year. Man. I just remember the, the, like who what like where the hell this guy come from type of thing happened. So, yeah, man. But I'm not mad at anybody who's saying yo Burrow got it. Burrow the greatest at least for the decade or whatever. I'm not mad if you want to say that. Like you got a very 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 great argument on your hands. So I'm not mad at it, man. But shout out to Clemson, man. National championship. Uh, yeah, man, everybody just, I guess everybody looking for, see what's going on in the draft. He goes to Cincinnati, man. I hope, I hope the best for him, man. Cause Cincinnati finally got rid of Marvin Lewis. So I guess they're like, whoa, we just got rid of Marvin Lewis. We had a down year. Now we can get the top quarterback. Why not take him? So I'm not mad at if you go to Cincinnati, man. Just hope Cincinnati treat him right. So yeah, man, shout out to Clemson, man. Yo, another week, another playlist. This week, 10 of my favorite women records, man. Showing love to my women, my females out there, man. Mostly 90s records also, man. Mary J. Blige, Groove Theory, SWV, man. Aaliyah, you already know what's going on, man. Check them out. 10 of my favorite records, man. Women, women appreciation. We love y'all so much, queens. Keep doing what y'all doing. All right, man, new music, everything coming back in motion. Before I start with new music, man, I want to make an announcement. We got a, a a countdown, man, to next Friday. Next Friday is the 31st. Party next door. You got to next Friday to drop some shit. You say your album coming out in January. You got next Friday. People already on the on the damn fence like, man, if you drop some, some bull, you know what I'm saying, it's over. We respect your opinion, but music-wise from you, we need an album. The album better be good. You got to next Friday. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, and also, before I get the new music, man, I just want to catch y'all up on some music I've been listening to, man. Not technically new. Uh, Bodie James. Dude named Bodie James out of Detroit. He got like a four-song four EP with Alchemist. Y'all know Alchemist. Probably my top three, maybe top two producers of all time. I got to put Zaytoven right there with him, though. But Alchemist, one of my favorite producers of all time. Uh, Four-song EP, kind of like a currency type of thing. But you guys know how Alchemist, he really caters to a certain artist. They sound or whatever. So um, they got a four-song EP that's out right now. Uh, let me find the name of it real quick. Uh, very, very good, man. Kind of put you in the mind of the uh, Griselda sound, even though... Griselda is produced by uh, Derringer, but it's all in that same realm. If you listen to Griselda music, you kind of know what it, um, that sound I'm talking about. But it's called the Boldface EP. Boldface EP, Bodie James, Alchemist. Just a little four-song EP, man. Y'all check it out, man. Very, very dope. Very, very dope. Uh, but yeah, man, new music. First off, man, uh, Dreamville. Dreamville dropped off the, the, the deluxe version. Revenge of the Dreamers 3 that came out last year. Of course, you guys know for about half of the year last year on the podcast, I was ready for the Revenge of the Dreamers 3 album. Um, very good album, man. Very good album. Grammy nominated. Um, it was dope, but I think a lot of people or a few people came out with the same opinions. Like, it's a good album, but when you listen to it, it's like it's a lot of people on the songs. 
And then for me, when I went back to it a few times, you notice it's like Dreamville is like scattered all throughout the project. Like that's what they were aiming for. Like I said, when the project came out on the podcast, that's what they were aiming for. When you watch the documentary, that's what Cole and everybody was saying. Like, yo, we want to get the people who don't get the acknowledgement that they need right now coming up producers and artists wise so that's why so many people don't like the posse cuts but this deluxe version which really should have been revenge of the dreamers 3.5 it's like 12 songs so the deluxe thing really it really could have just been like 3.5 or something it really could have been part four in my opinion because so much dreamville on here so I like that they did that this time around with the uh, Deluxe. They added 12 more songs, and it's very, very heavy Dreamville. Like, with the Dreamville sound and, like, the Dreamville collabs that people who listen to Dreamville are common with, like, Cos featuring Boz. They added Reason. Like, they added the people they fuck with, but it's very, very more Dreamville-based, like, even with the sound especially. Um... They finally dropped the song with Ari Lennox, the song a lot of people, a lot of her fans heard on the uh, documentary. Because during the documentary, they were just showing, um, they were just showing uh, people like in the studio and everything, writing down songs, showing how everything was created. So uh, with this, they brought out that song that everybody saw, Ari Lennox, basically uh, brainstorming. And uh, the shit fire is called... Uh, what it's called Buss it B-U-S-S-I-T so you already know what that's about uh, that big black truck with J.I.D that's another song they finally dropped from the documentary uh, it's a song J.I.D was recording in the studio and like I said when the album came out J.I.D was the type during the documentary like they was in the same studio like had like six rooms and J.I.D was going to producers like yo just put up a beat I'm gonna knock it out like real quick so J.I.D was eating that whole session and you can tell on the uh, Revenge of the Dreamers 3 album, J.I.D. easily one of the standouts, if not the standout of the entire album, in my opinion. Uh, Still Up, Earth Game, another, really, a lot of these songs you kind of heard, like, during the documentaries. That's why I say it's very more Dreamville-based. Uh, Earth Game featuring Reason, Reason from TDE. I'm waiting on something for Reason, man. Reason pretty straight, man. I ain't gonna even lie. Reason from TDE, Still Up. I like that. That out of pocket with Boss and Cos, man. That's the one. I like that one. The one with Boss and Cos. That's the one. Of course, bust it with uh, Ari Lennox. And then the rest, man. Like I said, very very Dreamville based. Uh, they still got different artists. Of course, some of the artists you heard on the first Revenge of the Dreamers three. Uh, Buddy, he on he's on one. Smino, Saba. Uh, yeah, Buddy, Smino, Mez, Guap Dad, Vince Staples, uh, Dreezy, Childish Major, and my boy Black on that Still Dreaming with Loot and J.I.D. That's hard, too. So, I mean, I'm not mad at this. Uh, Like I said, it really like a 3.5, man. It, it added like 12 songs to it. So, I'm not mad at it, man. And uh, Dreamville still pushing. Um who knows what else they got coming this year? I know Cole already said last year he's dropping that fall off later this year, or at the end of this year, really. So, of course, everybody looking forward to that. Um, and, man, Matt Miller, Circles. Matt Miller album, Circles. Circles. Uh, a couple weeks ago, his family and everybody came out, 
saying, yeah, this is a Matt Miller album. Because you know when people pass away, they want to know what did the family approve, the family approved it, friends, everybody approved it. And it feel like this when Matt just left. You know what I'm saying? Matt just left it here like, yo, put this out. That's what it sounds like. So, And then the producer who helped Matt with this, he said it was basically like a part two of the Swimming album. So it was like Swimming in Circles. So that was going to be like a two-part thing. Of course, man, everybody, tough for everybody to listen to it right now, man. Even the music, like, if I want to suggest a song, just listen to uh, Blue World to start with. Like, get your, get your mind right, because Blue World kind of like a like an up-tempo Matt Miller song, but the rest is like a real deal, like, damn, Matt, like, this how you doing it? <laughs> like, like a soul type of thing, like, damn, Matt. Like, if you know, like, Divine Feminine, like that type of Matt Miller, you knew he was very musical and everything. That's why I said last week. Shit, they could have came out and said, yo, we got a special 30-minute video of Matt Miller and Thundercat just playing instruments together. I would have been like, hell yeah, sign me up. So, you know, Matt Miller's very, very, like, music musically inclined. So, a lot of that going on in this album, man. I didn't make it all the way through yet. Like, it's just one of those, like, you like, damn, a, a new Matt Miller. But at the same time, you you can listen to it, but you don't want to get too, too into it yet, man. Because it's like, damn, man, my boy not even, you know what I'm saying? So, it's dope that we get some new Matt Miller still. And I know Matt still got a lot of shit in the vault, so... Hopefully, this is not the last we hear of new Matt Miller or unreleased Matt Miller music, man. And it sounds like, you know what I'm saying, it was finished and ready to go, too. So, I know he got some more locked up in the stash. So, shout out to Mac, man. Forever, Matt Miller, man. Um, also, just some new music to catch you guys up on that came out. A few good music came out over the weekend, I'm hearing. I only got to that Dreamville and some of that Matt for real, new music-wise. But uh, Stunner for Vegas album came out. Uh, Rich Young and Stunner for Vegas, uh, the baby artist. I'm hearing some things about that project. 070 Shake, uh, she got a dope album. And Eminem dropped a surprise album. Eminem dropped a surprise album. Um, Mur- Music to be murdered by. I think they said it's off a, off a movie or something like that. A surprise Eminem project. Eminem, one of the greatest, even though I've never been the Eminem type of guy. Like, Eminem is the one artist I can say I only know the commercial songs. Like, I heard Kamikaze last, or the year before last, I listened to Kamikaze. That's just because there was so much going around with that album. But even back in the day when, like, he was, like, the nigga for real, I wasn't the biggest Eminem guy just because some of that <laughs> some of that content was like, I was like, fam, whoa. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Stan and, like, Stan was all I could take. When I heard, when I saw the video... And watched the, and heard the song "Stay In" when I was little. I was like, okay, I get, I get your vibe. You're a great rapper, but that content is just not for me. And of course, you know he was on drugs back in the day. He got clean now. Uh, actually, he travels with Alchemist. Like Alchemist, his DJ, and he had a hand in the Griselda movement and everything. So, shout out to Eminem. He's still out here, man. He's still out here, Eminem. Forever going down is one of the greatest, you know what I'm saying? No matter what color he is, just that ability to rap, you're always going to be mentioned with the greats. So shout out to Eminem. If you're an Eminem fan, check out that new album, man. He dropped it Friday, a surprise drop on Friday. Speaking of surprise drops, I'm back to this party in this door thing, man. Yo, party, check this out. <laughs> I don't know if you're going to listen to this podcast or what, man. You got to the next Friday, bro. 
Where I'm at right now in Alabama, the temperature done dropped this week. It's already cold outside, man. Temperature's gonna drop. I need some of that cold music, man. Come on, party. You can't you can't say album in January in December. And then when people remind you, like, yo, you said album, what's up? You just go, you know what I'm saying? You just dip out of nowhere. So and then my boy uh Brent Fire, he's supposed to come out next month in February. I think he aiming around Valentine's Day, so you already know the vibe. He coming with for Valentine's Day, so come on, party, man. Come on now. You know, before I leave off, off of music, man, um, ASAP. ASAP Mob, they had Yams Day over the weekend in New York, man. I saw the videos all on Instagram. If you don't know, Yams Day is in honor of ASAP Yams, who passed away. I want to say Yams passed away in 2015, I want to say. Um, Yams, a pioneer, man, his own right. Not only was he behind the ASAP movement, but a lot of the youngest that's out right now, he definitely had a hand in it, or he definitely told them, like, yo, keep on going. Like, he had a, he had like a, a little bit of input in their career right now. Uzi, from Uzi Vert to Yachty to Playboy Cardi, uh, Matt So Cream, all the youngest that came out, they got some Matt So Cream. Not Master Cream, but ASAP Yams had some dealing with them. And they saying, I watched their Breakfast Club interview. ASAP Rocket said ASAP Yams' mom got like a black book that uh, Yams wrote in telling the whole mob like what direction he want them to go. Because ASAP mob, man, like um, I didn't talk about this, man, a couple weeks ago. But Westside Gun from Griselda, they had an interview. And uh, he was saying Griselda should be up there with TDE and Dreamville, and um, I was like, you know what I'm saying, I feel where he was coming from, because off of last year, last year, you could definitely make the argument, you know what I'm saying, like, just off of last year, though, like, I can't say overall, like, because we seen TDE grind from 09 to now, really, Dreamville and TDE, we saw them grind for 10 years, of course, Griselda been grinding, but, of course, it was a different time back then, when we, when we, um, we heard from TDE and Dreamville back then until now. But Griselda been grinding for a minute, too. But off of last year, man, I, I can say they they in the conversation with uh, TDE and Dreamville. Like I say with the rappers, if you want to say Drake, Kendrick, and Cole, top three, everybody else way in the back. It's kind of like this, but I think Griselda a little bit more closer just because Dreamville and TDE already established. At least TDE is, I'll say. Of course, Dreamville putting out new artists now. Uh, people getting to know, you know what I'm saying, different artists now. But all of them got their fan base, you know what I'm saying? But I'll put Griselda in before I put ASAP Mob in for now, at least. Because outside of Ferg and Rocky, unless you just know. But then they were saying on the Breakfast Club, they was like, yo, we got Uzi, Cardi. All the youngins, but they not. When we see ASAP Mall, we thinking about 2011, 2012 ASAP Mall. Not, not y'all kids. Basically, they kids. Cause Cardi and Uzi, they like new generation ASAP. But music wise, I'll put Griselda over ASAP Mall. Music wise, just because man, Griselda they put out like six projects last year alone. Man, all them hoes were fire. So, I mean, that's a conversation I didn't have because. I, I know where Westside was coming from because 2019 was a big year for Griselda, but we know if Kendrick don't come out and just say, yo, Kendrick dropping in June, 
J-Rock, who had a great album in 2018. He coming back again. Ab Soul, Schoolboy Q, SZA, Isaiah Rashad. So that's the thing about TDE. TDE got that fact that they don't drop. So when they do drop, everybody's like, oh, shit, hell yeah. From Kendrick to SZA to J-Rock to Isaiah Rashad, all them. Somebody say they drop it. Everybody like, oh, yeah, about time. Thank you. Dreamville, J. Cole say he dropped, everybody ready for it. J.I.D. say he dropped, everybody ready for it. Ari Lennox dropped, everybody ready for it. If Boss dropped, he go drop some fire. If Cos dropped, he go drop some fire. Earth Game dropped, they go drop some fire. If Luke dropped, he go drop some fire. So that's the thing. When Griselda, same thing. Westside Gun dropped, he go drop some fire. Conway dropped, he go drop some fire. Uh, Benny dropped, he go drop some fire. So that's the thing. Think about ASAP Mob. ASAP Ferg, you can you can probably bet he gonna have some shit on there now. ASAP Rocky, you don't know what he's gonna do because that testing album in 2018, that wasn't it. And they asked him about that on the Breakfast Club. He like, y'all, I like the experiment. Basically, this time the experiment just went wrong. Because uh the first the first mixtape, of course, the first mixtape, that was the banger. The album, I wasn't mad at the first album. He had the commercial shit, and he had the underground shit. The second album, I like. The second album was the one for real because he had he was experimenting and experimenting right. He had the LSD, he had the uh, the M's, better things. Uh, what's that shit with bones on it? Canal Street. That was the one. But this testing album in 2018, that was just experiment gone wrong, man. So ASA and then ASA Rocket, he way more into fashion than he is the music. So, uh, and everybody else just in the know, like ASA Twelve. If you that in touch with that underground shit like that, excuse me, you know about that. ASA and if you in touch with the underground, so they, I can't put them above Griselda, man. Like Griselda just came and took over, like for real. They had the cosigns and everything, and they got that sound. So. You know, I'm, they all fuck with each other, though. That was all that matters, man. Ain't no beef or nothing. They tried to make it a beef saying Westside Gun saying he better, they better than TDE in Dreamville when that wasn't the case at all. If you heard the interview, like he was just saying, yo, we should be mentioned in rap groups because how many rap groups is it? You got TDE, you got the Dreamville, you got Griselda, you got the ASAP Mob, QC. I, I really can't QC a group, but then again, they don't move like a group. Like they don't be. You can see Quavo by himself. You can see Lil Baby by himself. You go see City Girls by themselves. But when they all come together, you're like, damn, QC got some shit. So I look at QC more like a death row, no limit type of thing. Like, them motherfuckers just be out and about. OVO, they ain't doing nothing for real. I don't know what's up with that. Party, you got to the next Friday. I'm going to keep on saying that. Um, so, yeah, man, like, if you think about how many groups is it like that? Labels, groups, however you want to put it. The TDE Dreamville, the upper echelon, but Griselda right there. ASAP Mob got some real. ASAP Mob, the culture wise, they're there, of course, because they got all the new, basically, all the new shit that's going on is just offsprings of ASAP, basically. But yeah, I didn't mention that a couple weeks ago because that interview came out like the beginning of the year, the interview came out. I didn't never mention that, but. Yeah, it's a dope argument to have, man. I'm not mad at Westside Gun coming out about it, but we know if Kendrick say he dropping J Rock Schoolboy, it's different. It just it's just different, man. Griselda they getting their foot wet. 
in the big light now. I said they about to be on Jimmy Fallon and everything. So they've been grinding for a minute, but in the big light, I could put them there. I could put them there. I'm not mad, but like I said, they all black. They all getting money. Ain't nobody beefing, so that's the best thing about it. There's a lot of dope music coming out of all those camps. So shout out to everybody doing their thing, man, in music. So, yeah, man. Dang, I forgot. I forgot to mention that, man. That was a real good argument to have, man. Man, I want to appreciate y'all for tuning in. This has been episode 60 Stash House Podcast. Everybody go out. Have a great work week, great school week, man. Stay warm in this weather, man. It's getting cold out. I'll catch y'all here same time next week, man. Keep me your prayers. I'll do the same for y'all, man. Salute.